I don't know where. Probably assassinate someone. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying. So in theory, as of yesterday, I But let's hope that um, it goes smoothly. And it's not what The Simpsons predicted, because I don't know if you've seen that going around. Oh my gosh. So Have you seen that? Uh, talking about other podcasts, have you listened to Emma and Christine's newest one? No. M did an episode on all of the predictions uh, the Simpsons got right. Oh, well, there you go. Yes, you have heard it. <laughs> yeah, she it's creepy, I mean, right? I just covered that. Man, I'm a dick. Yes. And that's tomorrow. So, yeah. So, yeah, that is beyond creepy. Um, And that is tomorrow. So don't leave your house. Don't do anything. Don't answer the phone. Don't don't do anything. And if you don't know what photo we're talking about, I'll send, I'll find it. Hold on. I'll find it right now. I'll send it to you and you can post it on our Insta. Tomorrow as in tomorrow, right? Not tomorrow as in tomorrow once we post this. No, no, no. Yeah. So it's already going to be on after we post this, as long as we're still alive. Hopefully everyone's still alive. Yes. Because yes, it's terrifying. Oh, there's a whole little YouTube here. You can post this share oh fantastic there we go there i'll send it to you yeah so if we're all still alive you can you can watch this i guess we'll find out i don't know i mean oh okay so i have to touch on this real quick just because it's me um so Dustin's best friend is convinced that zombie apocalypse is going to hit. And I'm not saying that's not going to because who the fuck knows anymore. Um, but that also goes into uh, Lori Daybell's theories of everyone oh turning gosh. into zombies. Just throwing that out there. That sounds right. Yep. Um. I have looked up on a few things on her. I'm just, I don't know exact dates or anything. I'll just kind of throw out what I do know real quick. Um, I do know that they're trying to push off their court date saying that this stuff is irrelevant and can't be confirmed that it was them. So they're currently still fighting on a court date. And I do know that Alex, um, which, okay, because I know there's a ton of people in this case. So Alex is Lori Dable's brother, the one, um, that was just found dead in his home. Um, autopsy reports came back. They are pointing to respiratory syndrome as the reason why he died. But a lot of people are thinking, you know what? That's COVID. Because they actually tested his body and it still had the antibodies for COVID. What is happening? Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. All right. That's unexpected yeah so i mean they're saying he died from respiratory but um his body is also tested positive for antibodies for covid all right so they can't confirm for like it was 100 percent covid but they can't say it wasn't covid so basically we know nothing uh-huh there's just another full-on wrench to throw in this you know or another hole down the rabbit hole because we know nothing. Exactly. Why 
whispering. I don't know. Okay. Now I'll let you go. Why don't we whisper? Okay. Oh, you want me to actually talk now? Yeah, I guess so. Since it's your story. All right. All right. All right. Okay. It might be my story because what? You're going to cry. I know I am. You are going to cry because this wonderful, horrifying story is about the Oklahoma Girl Scouts. Guys, and you can actually get Girl Scout cookies now, too. Okay, can it, side note. <laughs> I had, so I came home the other day, and there was a note stuck in my door from a Girl Scout. Oh. And she's like, if you want me to deliver cookies, go to this website. That is adorable. <laughs> so I went... And um, through the digital cookie app, because they do have gluten-free cookies, mm-hmm. and I ordered myself a box of cookies. She's going to deliver it when, like, they're all ready and they're doing the delivery. <laughs> That's adorable. So I did use, I used that to um, get me some, get me some Girl Scout cookies. I've never had the gluten-free ones. Have you? Mm-mm. wonder if they're good. I'll find out, I guess. No, because they only have the gluten-free and vegan ones in certain states. They don't have, they have the gluten-free ones here where I am. Maybe they do now. They didn't last year. And the, well, and the Thin Mints are vegan. So I got a box of the gluten-free ones and a box of the the Thin Mints. Nice. Yeah. I'm quite excited. And guys, yes, I'm going to cry because I hate this one. I have a love-hate with it. I've actually tried to start it twice and failed, so. So now it's my job. Yep. <laughs> because if you don't know, well, you're going to now. All right, everybody. Bring out the tissues. Yeah, get the tissues. Um, be prepared, because Adrian's going to ball. <laughs> and it's a bad one. It's It's a rough one. It's a rough one, but... You know, you need to know because we need to hear some theories on this. Yeah. Okay. So, as all lovers of horror films know, you know, there's constantly all these movies that are based in the camp setting. Something about the camp setting is so creepy and it gets Mm -hmm. so much worse once it's real and unsolved. So, it was the summer of 1977, and now I'm just picturing, like, 70s music playing, like a bus. I don't know if this is really how it happened. I don't think so. I think their parents dropped them off, but in my brain, I see a bus. Okay. Okay. A whole bunch of girls going to Camp Scott. Now, before the girls got there, the counselors were there doing training, right? Okay. So, it's um, before the summer, counselors are there doing training. And the counselors are having all of their stuff, like, ransacked, and there were some donuts stolen. Okay. Okay. Now, donuts being stolen doesn't sound like it should be serious, but with the empty box of donuts, there was a, um, a note inside. And that note read, are you ready for this? We are on a mission to kill three girls in tent one. So somebody is in there just casually, you know, eating some donuts. And it's like, I'm going to kill some people. Okay. Right. And they warn people too. This was taken as a prank. Mm 
Of course it was. Like, I feel like, or hope at least, that now this would be looked into more and taken more seriously. Like, I mean, this was 77. So maybe, I guess, they didn't think about stuff like that. But I really hope now, if there was this threat, that it would be taken more seriously. Of course. Yeah. Like, none of the parents were told that this note had happened. There weren't, like, as far as I know, they didn't even tell police. Because it was just a prank. Because it was, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, if you don't want people to think it's a prank, maybe don't eat a box of donuts while you're at it. But (sighs) just, I don't know. And there are rumors, I can't prove it, but there are rumors who say that, like, the past couple of years, the counselors had been ransacked, um, and they never let that information out because they didn't want to scare campers. But this was the first time there was a note. All right. Okay. So a few weeks later, after, you know, the prank note and all of that, campers flooded the camp. There were little Girl Scouts running about everywhere. Um, and then included in those campers are the three little girls who are assigned to tent number seven. These three little girls are Lori Lee Farmer, who is eight years old, Doris Denise Miller, who is 10 years old, and Michelle Heather Goose, Gus, I don't know. I really wish I knew how to say her name. G-U-S-E. How would you say that? Goss. Geis. Gus. Geis. There's not really an I. Anyway, and she was nine. So these little girls are eight, nine, and ten. Like, holy cow. Eight, nine, and ten. Their tent was the furthest from the counselors. Um, It wasn't really visible from the counselors' tent. Because the showers, like, the counselors' tent was closer to the showers. The showers blocked it. Um, and here's something that I find really interesting that a lot of people kind of gloss over. A fourth girl was supposed to be in this tent. Her name was Joanna Wright, and she was assigned to the same tent. But when she got there, she didn't feel comfortable, and she had herself assigned to another tent. Whoa. Okay, so I find this so creepy because, all right, so it's the furthest one away. So you think, you know that a criminal would be attracted to this one for its distance away. But it's weird that the note said, I'm going to kill three girls. And there was supposed to be four in the tent and then there became three. So I think that is really, really weird. Cause obviously we know sadly that the little girls are going to get murdered. Right. I mean, at this point you figured that out, but why on earth would it be that there was supposed to be four and then it became three and this murderer knew there were three. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. Like, it trips me up so much how specific the note was that, like, I'm on a quest to kill three girls. And then you're like, how'd you know there were going to be three girls? There were supposed to be four girls in the tent. So that really, really gets me. Just like the- Well, and that makes me wonder, too, if, like, one of the... Um, counselors decided just to move her out because they were behind it or something. 
maybe i mean that is an interesting thought just because it could be um like that's why they thought it was a prank so much too yep okay that's an interesting thought so the evening of sunday june 12th 1977 there was a storm coming so the girls were all sent to their tents to keep inside from the storm you know and i believe they were just given free time for the night so you know they were supposed to be riding home probably talking i don't know how well they knew each other before the trip but just you know talking and being little girls they all slept through the night through the storm by the way these tents like they're tents but they are almost their own like wood so it's like this combo between like cabiny tent type thing they're a little more secure they're not like tarp tents okay so that's why they went in their tents so they're not quite like wood cabins but they're also a little more sturdy than gotcha it's like a tent you use all the time so at 6 a.m the next morning a counselor decided to uh hit the showers and on her way there she saw a sleeping bag on the trail and she kind of went a little closer to the sleeping bag and she could tell it wasn't empty I'm now going to stutter because I know what's happening. Um, Upon further investigation, not just by the counselor, she did go and get help, but um, other counselors and officers and investigators came and the bodies of all three girls were found. They were found about 150 yards from their tent on a shower trail. All three girls had been raped, beaten, and strangled. Oh my gosh. One of them, I did read one report that one of the girls was even anally raped. They are eight, nine, and ten. Okay. And I don't know what happened first, if they were raped and then strangled or strangled. And I don't, don't know the order of that, but I, as awful as this is, I kind of hope they were strangled first. Yeah. A large red flashlight was found. It had a fingerprint on it, but it was never matched to anyone. There was also a shoe print left by a size nine and a half shoe. So those those are our clothes there. It's um, really nothing to go off of, especially with how many people were already in that camp. So at this point, you know, now finally the girl's parents are told, you know, hey, something's going on. And so the parents were all brought, you know, they came to claim their girls. There were like these long lines of people just waiting Because, you know, I don't think they even knew officially who it had happened to yet. And so the camp was evacuated and shut down. And our, um, you know, investigations go. Semen was found on a pillowcase. However, the test results were inconclusive as to who it came from. So it's like, even when they're finding these clues, they're just like being thrown off, thrown off, thrown off. Ten days after the murders, they did find a little bit more evidence that was linked to the crime. It was found in a cave three miles away from camp. And it was like in this cave were a bunch of the items that had been stolen from the counselors. Now, one thing I can I couldn't find it a second time, but I read in my research that one of the mothers of the girls, she just had a feeling that there was a woman involved so obviously there was a man but she thinks that there was a woman as well 
she doesn't she says that's just a feeling doesn't really have i mean obviously any technical proof to back that up and a lot of people think that multiple people were involved in this murder which i kind of feel makes sense because here's my question is like yeah they're little girls but what are the odds that one man could like be raping and strangling little girls and not one of the three could escape or get away or anything you would think if he was like raping and strangling one girl how would he hold all three down and couldn't one you know at least attempt to get away yeah i mean the only other explanation would be if he drugged them or something yeah i guess that's a possibility too i don't know it just kind of seemed to me made it somewhat likely i guess but from what i understood there wasn't really anything in their systems either not that i read about no so i feel like there's a decent possibility that there were multiples um so some of our suspects um are you know as you said i really like the thought that it could have been some of the camp counselors possibly even on like a dare or something or you know just messing around at first and then it ended up getting crazier took it too far because you know it was their stuff so they would be able to get in and have access and ransack the place they'd know where the donuts were they'd have access to like the well and then they would have the trust of the girls too Mm -hmm. with them so then i mean if you know some of them came in Now, I don't know on this one, I don't know the, I don't know if all the counselors were female or if some of them were male. I never read anything about that. I think from what I remember, I think they were female, but people were um, like thinking that it was one of their boyfriends or something. Okay. So I never, I was going to say, I guess there's other, you know, ways a guy could have gotten in there. (laughs) But yeah, so it could be that. And that is definitely what I think is a valid theory because also a lot of people probably wouldn't look at them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they would just be. <sighs> okay. Then in 1989, a reverend came forth and he said that four men might be involved in the crime. And he gave the officers some names, but we've never heard anything else on it. so that's my like i wonder why would a reverend like did they confess to this reverend or something that could be or i mean i don't know i think it's really interesting that a reverend was like hey just so you know i'm pretty sure these people are involved yeah, I don't know. That is that is definitely interesting. Well, they could say that or, you know, like, oh, yeah, someone so confessed to me. Or yeah. it could have been just even like someone thought that someone close to them did it. Yeah, I don't know. So we have that, which I found super interesting. And then we have our most, um, like, investigated suspect. And his name is Jean Leroy Hart. Now, Jean Leroy Hart was alive from November 27th of 1943 to June 4th of 1979. Jean had previously been convicted of kidnapping and raping two pregnant women. 
as well as four counts of first-degree burglary. So he was sentenced to jail. All right, so this guy, he escaped from jail in 1973. He was was a fugitive on the run all the time. Um, So on a tip from someone, he was caught on April 6th of 1978. He was acquitted of said crime, you know, the Girl Scouts. But he did go back to jail for the previously committed crimes, where he then died in 1979. Okay. So, you would think, though, I mean, if there was semen found there, you would think that you'd be able to match that up. And that, I mean, like I said, it says that the semen was, um, it said it was not, like, able to be conclusive. It was inconclusive. I would be curious to know, too, if there has been a sample since then that has been done, um, considering um, the the fact that technology just has come such a far away from now. Yeah, but he died in 79. I mean, I'm sure that the tests and things weren't nearly as advanced as they are now. I don't know. I hate this one. Other than the counselors, which I kind of think, I think it was multiple people, for sure. What other theories do you have? Theories besides the counselor is, it could have been, this is awful, but one of the girls' dads. Ooh. They would know where they were staying. They would trust him. So all of them could go with him. So it wouldn't have been a fight to put up with them. So you think maybe he came and almost like took them somewhere else and then brought them back? Yeah, or just even did it somewhere there in the campground somewhere. Okay. That's interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that's super interesting. Because, like, they would know where they were. Or it also could have been one of the girls had an older brother, and he was 13. And so there's another thing saying that it was him and a bunch of his friends that were kind of joking around. And then they actually did it. Jeez. That's horrible. And with that theory, it's saying that, you know, that they were just joking around at first, playing a joke on um, the girls that were there and trying to scare them. And it didn't get the rise that they wanted. So they went ahead and took it out and did it anyway. I know it's possible, but just the image of a 13-year-old boy anally raping a little girl. Yeah. And I do like the other idea that it's um, one of the um, camp workers that worked there. It was their boyfriend, again, trying to scare them. Yeah. At first with that note and maybe even said something to them like, well, if you're not going to take this seriously, then maybe it will happen and did it anyway. Well, yeah, especially it could be like. Like I said, the the girl even maybe thought it was all going to be a joke, but the guy knew all along. He's like, I'm going to convince my girlfriend to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, she accidentally 
dragged into it, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, there's even like, oh, yeah, it's a joke. And then um, then he comes in the middle of the night and she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, well, we're going to go kill those girls. And he's like, no, we're not. Like, shut up and go home or whatever. And then maybe he even forces her to do it. Okay. Yeah, maybe he had something on her or something. I mean, that's very possible. Oh, man. There's just so much with this. Like that. <sighs> well, and so many people are so convinced that it's heart. But I'm like, okay, but also, I mean, I wonder what got him off. Like, obviously, someone somewhere had some decent proof that it wasn't him. Because you would imagine that a, um, a jury would be relatively quick to convict an escaped convict. Yeah, you would think so. So I mean, like, the only thing, other thing is, is if it, like, got thrown out or something for lack of evidence or something. But it said he was acquitted. That wouldn't, they wouldn't use that term if it was thrown out, would they? No. So I feel like they, he probably went into it with some bias. And so it had to be pretty decent reasoning if the case was acquitted. Yeah. Be interesting to see, like, the transcripts of that court hearing. Yeah, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. I am just, like. Because that just leaves a whole, like, a whole nother thing open, you know? Like, how would he know, like, that it, the camp had started? How would he know any, even if he were hanging out in the area? Like, how would he know? Oh, yep, it's the first night of camp and it's raining. Clearly, I'm going to go up there. I don't know. I don't know. I definitely think it was multiple people myself, though. I think it was either, I have a feeling it is too. Um, I don't know if all parties were willingly involved. Okay. Or if some just kind of got stuck in the middle of it. Yeah, if it things ended up going too far. Yeah. Oh, also, I wonder... Because, okay, so look at it like this. So let's say even too, like, these boyfriends were trying to prank, do a prank on their girlfriends that worked there, right? Mm-hmm. So they put the note in. And then nothing happens. And then we're like, all right, we're just going to take these girls and then we're going to bring them back in the morning. Okay. To kind of scare them. Like to scare our girlfriends. Yeah. And uh and so one of the guys is like, Yeah, cool, dude. Sounds good. Well that sounds like a fun little prank to play on our girl friend, considering, you know what? Teenagers are stupid. Mm-hmm. So what if that happened and one of them didn't know that they were actually gonna go through and murder these girls? But at the same time, like, he's involved. Yeah, possibly. Like I said, at some point, you know, guilty by association, at some point, you're just, a lot of people just don't talk anymore, you know? Exactly. And my other question, I wonder, I've always wondered why, why they were dragged onto the trail. Why not leave them in the tent? I, I believe that they were taken out. I don't think that they were killed in that tent. You don't think they were killed in the tent? No. Except for it wasn't the, I believe that the uh, shoe print was found in the tent. It was. I guess that could have been when he went in there to get him. Yes, but there was semen found on the pillowcase. Mm-hmm. But who's to say that a girl didn't take a pillow with her? Okay, but that even more begs the question, if they weren't murdered in the tent, I mean, like you said, I guess that means like the dad could get him to go maybe, but how they were lured out. Or maybe just one at a time, maybe one had to go to the bathroom. Ooh, and then they took like one. Waited. Yeah. 
And then one's like, oh, they haven't been back in a while. Maybe you should go check on them. Be like, yeah, we, we should go check on her and make sure she's okay. Ooh. Oh, maybe. Gosh. All right. That's definitely a possible thing. Okay. Because mm-hmm. let me look at my... Yeah, I mean, I do believe... Yeah, I don't know. That's creepy thought. I know. These are the creepy thoughts that go through my mind. Waited out there for them and picked them off one by one as they like came. Man, that's serious horror movie shit. Well, and you know what? That could explain if it was just one killer too, if they waited. Yeah. Except for if they waited, then I mean, maybe they went in to get the last one or something because the the boot print was at the tent. That is true. The footprint. That is true. Yep. There are. I guess he went because they were found in their their sleeping bags so i guess he could have gone back to get their sleeping bags because they were found in their sleeping bags yeah and the sleeping bags was on the trail yeah maybe so if he lured them out he, he would have meant, had to go back and get the sleeping bags maybe he meant to move that sleeping bag and ran out of time and while he was trying to like move it up to his car or something someone came and he had to drop it real quick but there were three of them they were like spread out that's true. That would make me, I mean, that would make sense if there were one. Yeah. But. Yeah. And the fact that two, they were just like spread out, like, like a game to play, you know, like, yeah. let's find the other one. Oh, yeah. It's so freaking creepy. I do believe though. I think that whoever did it stayed there after and just mm-hmm. watched. Oh, possible. They say that serial killers like to do that. They just like sit there and like the watch. Yeah. People find their victims. Yeah. I'm sure that whoever did this, I mean, can you imagine that camp counselor's reaction upon finding that first sleeping bag and realizing it wasn't empty? No. (laughs) Like, I mean, oh, it's horrifying to us, but there are people who get excited by it. Exactly. It, oh, that is so disturbing. So we know at least there's one, there's that one male, one male. Yeah. The the thing that's interesting too is the shoe size is a size nine. Nine and a half, technically. It's not that half. big. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, that's not that big for a man's size. Like, so, but that, that would also suggest it's probably, well, at least 14, 15. It looks like I, I was looking. It says the average shoe size in the U.S. is a ten and a half. Okay, so it's a size below average, which Dang. is interesting because I I would have thought that the average was bigger than that for some reason. I was thinking it was too, just Maybe because just you know I worked. People in my family in have it. big feet. <laughs> well, and I worked in a shoe store. Maybe it's people in this because I worked in a shoe store for a brief period in time, um, and I feel like. I mean, as far as men's shoes go, we sold a lot more, like, 12s. Mm-hmm. But I guess average is average. Who knows? Yeah. But it doesn't seem... I mean, this guy probably wasn't mammoth either, you know? Yeah. It's just a weird thought. Not like some huge monster coming in who could tackle all three of them at once. I don't like it. No. No one does. I mean, I'll just... I wonder... If it was just one person, too, did he, like, strangle them one by one until they passed out? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I guess possibly it's like if they're still asleep and they couldn't make any enough sounds to wake the others because they were, you know, whatever, and you just strangled them and then took them out and raped them. The thing is, is I'm like, okay, I I would think that at least one of the other girls would have heard one of the other one. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, how... Like I said, I mean... You would feel like if he was strangling one, then at least one of them would be able to kick and somehow get away. Well, at least scream. Um, I was going to say, I mean, sometimes even I even know that, you know, when you're um, in a tent, those zippers can be tricky. And if you're trying to find a zipper while you're it had a there, zipper. Remember, this isn't like a vinyl oh, tent. Sorry. I don't think they had a zipper. I, I don't know. I mean, and... In theory, there was supposed to be a fourth girl in there, so they had to be relatively sized. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. Which I guess is why, and you know, one of someone they trusted. And the thing I don't sense. get to is, um, I mean, that no one hurt anything. Because if those girls were alive when those rapes happened. Well, and I guess that's why, I, that's why, I mean, imagine, you know, it is the farthest from the counselor's tent. Uh, maybe it was still stormy or something. That could be true too, and could muffle out the sound. But you would think yeah, too, then that would leave more than just one shoe print. Yeah, because then you'd think it, because it would be like muddy and stuff. Yeah. Nothing about this case makes sense. No, it doesn't. Do you think it was aliens? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't think they're that brutal. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I guess they do do anal probing, but I think that's to older men. Oh, is that what you think? Yes. Maybe we should ask the Simpsons. Uh, yes. They seem to know things. Um, yeah. Maybe they know. There's just so many things wrong with this case. So many. It doesn't make sense. No, it really doesn't. Well, and like I said, they had to know they had to have access to, like, know when camp started. Yep. So, with those information, I think it's got to be, like, a camp counselor's boyfriend, sibling, parent of anyone that was at that camp. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Could you imagine if you were the dad of, like, one of those girls and then you killed the girls in another tent and then you had to, like, live with your daughter? That's disgusting. But that's kind of what we're implying. I know. But it's still disgusting. I don't know. It just seems so weird to me to imagine, like, little girls like that intense by themselves. Like, I don't know. Well, not... I mean, yes and no. Because, like, what if, to this dad was like, well, these girls were picking on my daughter. Ugh. I don't and know. It was like, like I said, I don't know how much... Like they knew about each other before they went. Like That's if true. it was all like some troop that hung out together all the time, or if it was like camp movies where your parents just like send you to girls' camp. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. And this is the reason why. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I don't know if it was like, oh yeah, we're a couple troops and we all know each other or what. Gotcha. But also, I don't think troops typically have counselors, so was that like... Yeah, they do. Troops have counselors? Yeah. They have camp counselors, so normally, like, I remember when I used to go to um, 
camp for Girl Scouts, we had our leaders go with us. And then there was counselors there that would actually help take care of the full camp and kind of direct our leaders where to go. And they were there all the time, not just a camp. Yeah, no, they actually like stayed there. They like, that was their job. They actually like lived at the camp during the summer. Okay, so they weren't people who you were around all the time. They stayed there all summer. Yeah. For all the camps, see? So they wouldn't have known the camper, the counselors beforehand. That's true. Okay. So I don't, I guess that just proves they wouldn't have known the counselors. It doesn't mean if they knew each other or not. No. So I was never a Girl Scout. So you have more information than that. <laughs> no, like, yeah, like, so we went with our leaders and yeah. So. Hey guys, well, I'm sorry. Send us your theories. I'm sure Story, you cried. You know, just crying. <laughs> I apologize. <sighs> well, send uh, us theories. Send us requests. Yeah, crime theories podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook too. Also, don't forget to Reddit. check out our social medias and see our book that we're reading and discussing we started reading that actually i'm yeah. already done with my two my my two chapters and by the time you're hearing this you just have like a couple days left to read those chapters if you want to get involved so check that out heck yes and you guys can also find that actually if you don't want to read it and then just want to listen to it too it's on audible as well you can go to audibletrial.com slash crime theories podcast and get yourself to the book for free. Again, it's The Stranger Beside Me by, is it Anne Rule? It's Anne Rule. There you go. And then you guys can uh, listen or read along, whatever you guys want.